Once again this week uh, from the Gospel of Luke, we're hit with a message that hits us to the heart right away, hopefully, and causes us even to question what exactly is Jesus saying. That's what it says. If anyone comes to me about hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. That does not sound like the religion I grew up with. Of course, we know the fourth commandment, honor your father and mother. So why then, because this is true, why did Jesus say this? Is this, is this a misprint? Did St. Luke misunderstand him? No, we've heard something similar to it a couple weeks ago, where it says mother will be against daughter, daughter will be against mother, father against son. What Jesus is doing here is using something called a hyperbole to help us truly see what the most important thing in our life has to be. And that is our relationship with God. We cannot put other people or other things above God and truly be his disciple. So we hear as well, you cannot serve two masters. Of course, at the end of this gospel, Jesus as well says, in the same way, any of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. I know that hyperbole, but still helping us to realize, are we holding on to what? Do we hold on to earthly possessions, earthly prestige, relationships? Do we put them in front of God? And if we do, what are we doing to fix that? What in our faith life are we doing to work on our relationship with God? You know, when it comes to possessions, it seems like a little weird transition, but it's not. I think it's going to work here. All right, bear with me. It's going to be about a minute transition here. But when it comes to possessions, uh, we're actually, and as a church, getting a new possession. Now, it's, it's a new chalice, by the way. Uh, ever since I got here, we've been, we've been looking to get the parish a, a chalice to use. We've actually been using my own personal chalice the last uh, nine years, which I am perfectly fine with, but I think it's important for the parish to have their own kind of chalice, right? So last year's gala, not this past year, but the year before, we raised some money for liturgical goods. Hence, Deacon's looking fresh over there with his new dalmatic, right? No one laughed, Deacon, I'm sorry. Uh, but as well, we also had money raised for a new chalice, and uh, people said, we haven't got that yet. I said, no, I was in charge of it. That's why it's taken so long, right? And supply chain issues as, as well. But we've ordered this, this new chalice. It's hopefully coming by the end of the month, and it's coming from, from Spain. It's going to be beautiful. And on it is engraved, Ece Aniste. This is what it says right there. Or if you don't know Latin like me, you look above, behold the Lamb of God. That's what it's going to say on the chalice. You may be thinking, well, Father, why are we doing this? We're not called to hold on these possessions. Well, remember, St. John Vianney said, when it comes to the worship of God, nothing but the best. So this is why we're getting this, this chalice. I think it will really help us to, to see that, that, uh, that, that's out, that sacrifice on the, on the altar is, is for God. But I'll be honest with you. It'll be hard not using my chalice every single day. Not because my chalice is great. It's actually, I think, 
back in 1951, maybe cost $20. Um, and it was actually my, my grandma's uh, chalice that she had at her house that when her cousins would come and visit, they would take it out of the closet and they would use it, Father Benedict's waiver and Father Clement's waiver. And I remember when um, I was about to get ordained, my grandma says, you know, I, I have a chalice that the family has. And she, she showed it to me. It was in a, in a shoebox, right? And she, she showed it to me. And my mom looks at it, and she said, you can't use that. And I said, this is the exact chalice I want to use because it means something to the family. And so we replated it, so I think it cost 100 bucks to do that, and it's a small little simple chalice. But on the bottom of that chalice, I had inscripted my favorite scripture passage, which, by the way, we heard today in our psalm, Psalm 90, verse 17. The interpretation that I used to put on the bottom of the chalice says, let the favor of the Lord be upon us, give success to the work of our hands, give success to the work of our hands. You see, our whole life, what we're called to do is what? Well, to work. To work for what, though? Are we working for earthly goods? Are we working for earthly prestige? Or are we working for God? And I knew in, in the vocation of the priesthood, the greatest work that I can do is to offer up the sacrifice of the Mass. And so to get success to the work of, uh, of these, these hands, right? And not only my hands, but as you too come to the altar, as you too lay down your sacrifice, your works as, as well. And I think this is something to reflect on a little bit more as we maybe move into Labor Day tomorrow as well. Is how are you working on your relationship with God? Are you working on it? Is it stagnant? Or you just kind of put it to the side and come here every Sunday morning? So we're always called to work on this relationship with God. And it should be above everything else. Let's use kind of a silly example. I'm pretty good at using those examples, right? A couple years ago, I decided I really want to work on my golf game. Like, I really wanted to get good one time my whole life. I wanted to, I wanted to be a single-digit handicap, and I wanted to break 80. And so all throughout the summer, I'd go work on my chipping, I'd go work on my iron, I'd work on, I even got a new putter. My putter and my clubs are from seventh grade. I said, it's time for a new putter, right? Maybe it'll improve my game. And sure enough, I, 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 it, was a, it was a Sunday afternoon. I went golfing with another priest. It was the 18th hole. I was, I was three over. I shot, I, shot eight, I shot four over on the hole, but I still broke 80. And I was so excited. And I was like, yes, I put all this work in. This is, this is great. And I woke up the next morning. And I thought, is this it? I put all this work in to, to break 80, to get to a single-digit handicap happened the same day, right? Next day I went golfing again, because why not? Shot a 95. I didn't care. I was like, I put all this work in, and it was great, and it was something accomplished. But isn't there something more? And this comes to our faith life. Are we working at our faith life or not? Are we putting in the time? Are we putting in the effort? What does Jesus say in the gospel? 
Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. It takes work. Yes, Jesus takes on most of the cross, 99.9% of it. But he's asking us to, to carry a cross. He's asking us to put that, that work and that effort in. So what does that look like? Well, spending time with him in prayer. Not just thinking about we're going to go to pray, but actually praying. Reading the scriptures. Reading spiritual books. Listening to spiritual podcasts. Turning on relevant radio. All these things are going to deepen your relationship with Christ. If there's maybe things in our life as well that are starting to take possession over God, rooting them out, having some of that, that self-discipline, using something called asceticism for this to happen. That means we, we may be fast from certain things throughout the week. Why? Not because they're bad in themselves, but because they can start, pro, uh, and they can start affecting our relationship with God. And it's also being with other people, talking about God, encouraging them in their faith life. This is what it looks like to work. We all want to have a better spiritual life. I think that's a true statement. I know that I do, but in order for that to happen, I need to put the work in. And the same is true for you as well. And so this week, as we celebrate Labor Day tomorrow, maybe reflect on a little bit of you know, what's, what's the work I'm doing to deepen my relationship with God? And where is God calling me to go deeper as well? It's the greatest work that we are going to do. Just real quick, by the way, um, I sent out an email on, on Thursday in our monthly uh, newsletter. And if you didn't get the monthly newsletter, let us know, let the parish office know. It's really important you get the communications from us because there's a lot of good things going on at the parish. And I introduced a program we're going to start here at the parish on September 26 uh, called Exodus 90. Really quick. I'm not going to go into all the details about it. But it's a 90-day program for men to grow in their spiritual life, in the sense of prayer, asceticism, so self-discipline, and fraternity. If you want to go deeper in your faith life with God, you need, we need to put the work in. And this is almost like a boot camp for our relationship with God. It's for men, and the reason it's for men is because I think as our parish, we need the men, yes, I'm talking to all of us men, including me as well, we need to go deeper in our faith life. And when we do this, what's going to happen is we're going to go farther in love with God, and it's going to help our families as, as well. It's an intense 90-day program, which is going to end right on Christmas Eve. There's more details about the monthly newsletter. Uh, there'll be more details uh, as well in the upcoming bulletins. There's actually an open house about it, or an open rectory, we could say, about it, on Saturday night at 8 uh, p.m. But it's a 90-day commitment to going deeper in your faith life. Like I said, you can almost compare it to, a, to the Navy SEALs boot camp. It's hard. It's going to take a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice. But the men that I know have done it, and the parish that I know have done it, have seen great results. It's something to consider about, look into it, Exodus 9, you can, you can Google it, it's a national program, and it's just something I think that will really help our parish to go deeper 
in our faith life. But once again, for all of us to reflect on this question, what work are we doing in our faith life? And where is the Lord calling us to work even more? And when we do this, enable to be able to fall even more in love with him.